Thriving in divorce and beyond means not having to worry about the safety of your children when it comes to co-parenting. With alcohol abuse on the rise, many co-parents are turning to the system committed to providing proof, protection, and peace of mind. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. Soberlink's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test so you can be confident your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. Pull back the curtain on the mysteries of parenting time and trust the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology to keep you informed and your kids safe and secure. To download the resource I created with Soberlink, Divorce and Addiction, A Guide to Move Forward, visit www.soberlink.com backslash Susan. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. This is something that should be done with the utmost care and the utmost forethought and planning because it's kind of hard to unring that bell. You want to do it face-to-face and you want to do it at a time when things are calm. Hello and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process. So listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie and hello everybody. Welcome to 2022, first episode of the brand new year. And I couldn't think of anyone that I would rather start off a brand new year with other than our friend Kate Anthony. So you can all, anyone who's watching the video right now, you can see Kate and she's got her Are You Ready Boots picture behind her. And we are ready for January 2022. Um, What is January 2022, Kate? It's divorce month! It is. It is divorce month. We are going into it. This is that that month of the year that divorce attorneys and divorce professionals are we're, we're getting extra sleep. We're working out a little bit more to get our stamina up because this is when the rush happens. And I say that with a little bit of a joking tone, but it's it's not funny. Unfortunately, yeah. this is a time of year where the pressures of the end of the year and the holidays and just life seem to converge for people. So Kate and I got together and talked about this and decided that we were going to do a special sort of two-episode arc where we are going to help you all get ready for divorce month. So Kate's here today to help you all have probably what is, I would call, one of the most 
important conversations, literally of your life, no pressure folks, but having the conversation with your spouse about the fact that you are getting a divorce is something that you don't just jump into. And you all know, I think Kate is truly one of the master communicators in the world out there. She, it is her superpower. It is what makes her such a powerful divorce coach, uh, popular podcast host, and you know, truly my go-to person for all things communication. So we're gonna walk through that today for you. Grab a pen, grab paper. This is the type of episode you wanna take some notes. And then on Thursday, we're going to be talking on the Divorce Survival Guide about next steps once you're moving into the divorce process, um, once you've maybe told your spouse, but where are you going to go from here? So Kate, thank you for joining us for the very beginning of the year and for Divorce Month. There is nowhere I would rather start 2022 than with you, my friend. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's I, I had it blocked off on my calendar today. We're taping both of these episodes back to back, and it's literally the highlight of my week. Um, I do want to point out to my listeners, um, for people who have been listening for a long time, you already know, Kate has been here three times in the past. They are honestly three of the top 20 episodes of all of my episodes. One, in fact, is the number two episode of all time. If you are in the should I stay or should I go space, that is Kate's true area of expertise. Communication is her superpower. Her expertise is really helping people walk through that um, question of should I stay, should I go? That episode is there. There's also, we did our first and my only crossover episode. Same, mine, mine too, my only one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And it's all about alimony, folks. Everything you ever wanted to know about alimony from both perspectives. You can catch that on both Divorce and Beyond and on the Divorce Survival Guide. And then that number two episode, I want to mention because it's not that long ago, a few months ago, Kate came on to talk about a wonderful program that she has created called the Divorce Survival Program. I am one of the experts on that program. It's uh, an on-demand program that honestly would be a great conjunction to these two episodes for people if they are moving into the divorce space. I mean, it's literally the deep dive that we can't do in a 30 to 40 minute podcast episode of everything that you need to know with all of Kate's wonderful experts. And so I, I'll, again, I'll have the, uh, the information on the program in the show notes. Um, go check it out. But let's dive in to this conversation, Kate, because I have heard, you know, divorce attorney, 30 plus years, I have heard so many horror stories about people telling people by text, telling people when they're drunk, putting it in a note when they left. Um, Our friend Ben like left his wedding ring on the counter with like (laughs) a, oh yeah, it's in the book. Our our happy divorce, everyone. You know, we have heard people have this conversation in so many ways that are the wrong way. I truly today want to tell them the right way to do it. And I know that you have an entire, that you work with people on this, right? You sit down with them and get them ready. That's right. Because you should get ready, right? 
this is not, listen, I was one of those people, by the way, I blurted it out on Christmas Eve. It is, that was literally the worst. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one of the worst. One, my former best friend left a Dear John note on the um, hall table, but was concerned that her husband wouldn't see it and wouldn't know where her daughter was. And so then did send a text to say, hey, there's a Dear John note <laughs> on the table. <laughs> I'm so gonna, double bad. I'm, there's a Dear John note on the table. The daughter's with the nanny and I'm on an airplane on my way to consummate the emotional affair I've been having with my business partner. That might be the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> that's actually, that's up there. I've heard some pretty bad ones, but that's up there. <laughs> up there. She might win. So, yeah. And so mine wasn't, a, wasn't, was a little bit better, but it was still Christmas Eve after coming home from a party, my husband was like, you just spent all your time talking to your friends and you didn't spend any time with me. And I was like, that's because my friends like me and they're nice to me and I'm done. <laughs> and that made for a really horrible Christmas. So with a three-year-old, like it was like earth shattering, right? So we don't want to do that. We really don't. This, this is something that should be done with the utmost care and the utmost forethought and planning um, because it's kind of hard to unring that bell, right? I mean, it's really it's hard. Impossible it, it's impossible to unring that bell. <laughs> right. It, it, it is. First thing that's important to, to know is, well, first of all, like you want to have this conversation, not in, a, in an argument like I did, not in like this. You and yes, you have to have it face to face unless there, unless your physical safety is in jeopardy. You have to have the conversation face to face. I get a lot of people who are like, can I just send him an email? I'm like, no, you can't send him an email. You need to talk to him. You want to do it face to face and you want to do it at a time when things are calm. And, and this is one of the harder things where you're like, but this is, but everything's fine. Like we're having a nice evening. Do I really want to do it now? Like, yes, that is the time to do it. If you're sure that is the time to do it because you're not angry. Um, right. You're not angry yet. Angry yet. Well, that's a good point. The timing is and not drunk and not, I mean, I've, I've heard so many drunk stories, but one thing I want to, before we even dive into that, I want to say, yeah. cause you just said you, you have to talk to them face to face. What you're talking about is respect Yes, is being right. respectful to the relationship that you do have or have had and and showing respect to the relationship you hope to have going forward. And I can't stress that enough because when you mess up this conversation, you can change the entire arc of how your divorce is going to go. You were able to rein it back in after the Christmas Eve right. telling. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but very often, if this is a poorly handled conversation, it is going to set the tone for how your divorce is going to unfold. If you want a respectful divorce then have the conversation in a respectful manner. And that that starts with face-to-face, -face, I think. Uh, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. And you know the next thing that, that I always say is that you're going to start with appreciation and empathy for the same reason, right? This is respect. It is kind and it should be compassionate. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have to have solid boundaries and be really clear and all of those things, but it it should be kind and respectful. And so you're right. The face-to-face -face is, is it's, it's really vital for that. It's really vital because 
they are they will be well within their rights to be really angry and feel really disrespected if you don't have the conversation directly. They really will. Yeah. Yep. Right. And you're then starting it off on the wrong foot exactly. and with the wrong message that, you know, I don't have enough respect for you and our relationship to end it or have the conversation about ending it yeah. in a fashion yeah. that shows you that respect right. and, and empathy. I love empathy yeah. and, and care. Yeah, exactly. So the next thing that you want to do is, you know, like I said, start off with appreciation. Listen, I am, you know, I just was working on, with a client on this and she came up with this really beautiful thing about, now this is a person they've been in therapy. He is not getting sober. He hasn't worked in years. He's not doing any of the things that he says. It, it's hard for her to find something <laughs> you know, nice to say, but she did. She came up, she said, I, I appreciate the work that you've done in therapy. I am so grateful for the dad that you are. Find something genuine. Don't bullshit. Find something really genuine that you can say, like, I am so grateful that, you know, we have put in as much work and effort as we have. I am so grateful that I get to co-parent with you because I think you're a great dad. And I'm so lucky, you know, our son is so lucky that he gets to have you as a dad. Whatever is truthful, uh, you can find something. Even if you're mad and resentful and all that stuff, you can find something. And the next thing to know is that this is not, this is my key thing. This is, this is the number one mistake that people make, women in particular. This is not a conversation you are not asking for, per I mean, it is a conversation, but this is not a two-way thing. You're not asking for permission. You are not going to ask them to understand and agree with what you're saying. I hear from women in particular all the time. I've had this conversation six times. He doesn't get it. He hasn't like, he, he just doesn't understand. He won't get on board. He's not going to get on board. Most of the time, most of the time when you're having this conversation, the other person is going to resist it because they don't want it right? This is, that's the nature of this conversation. And, you know, it is very common and normal that when you set a boundary with someone, they push back against it because they don't want it. And having a divorce conversation is probably one of the biggest boundary setting conversations you'll ever have. So you're not asking for permission. You're not asking for understanding. People always say, I want a divorce that's as right. if there's yes. a question around is it okay with you if we get a divorce? Exactly, and, exactly. You know, that's not what the conversation is. Mm -hmm. It's we are getting a divorce mm -hmm. and I'm informing you of that in a respectful, caring, and appropriate manner, hopefully. Exactly. And so, yes, it's not I want a divorce. I mean, it could be I want a divorce, but more more accurately, it's I, I am planning on filing for divorce. Or I have made a decision that this marriage no longer works for me. I would stay away from I'm filing for divorce because that feels like, whoa, wait, what? I got to get a lawyer. Right. Legal. Um, right. Yeah. So I made a decision. I have made a decision. That is not, that's not negotiable. Right. <laughs> right. It's not equivocal. It's not yes. up in the air. Like you can talk me out of this. Right. I have made a decision that this marriage no longer works for me. Right. I have made a decision that it's time for me to end our marriage. You know, people say, like, do I have to say like the word? Yes, say the word. You cannot pussyfoot around this. You can't sugarcoat it. You got to be direct and clear in your communication. 
Yes, use the D word. It's time for us to get divorced. You know, this marriage no longer works for me. Uh, we need to get divorced or, or whatever that, whatever that the best phrasing that is for you, but like, don't leave it up to interpretation. I mean, say what you mean, right. don't sugarcoat it because then you're just going to say, well, I think we need some time apart no. or I think we should separate for a while or do a trial separation. If what you mean is that you want a divorce, if that's what your decision was, that's what you need to say, right? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here it's ripping the bandaid off. It is the kindest thing to do. It really is. It is kind. It is not kind to say, I think we should do a trial separation when what you mean is I want to get divorced because you're giving someone hope where there is none. And that's not, that's not kind. So you really want to be clear in your communication. And then this is sort of the easy part, right? This now it's when it gets, this is, this is the point at which shit goes sideways, right? Yes. Because now the other person is going to have all the reactions, right? And, you know, when I'm working with people on this, you know, I have them script it out. I have them lay it out because the, listen, you know, your spouse best, you know, what their reaction is going to be pretty much. You can sort of list three to five things like, well, they might say this, or they might say this, or they might just like storm out and walk out. Right. They might. And so you want to craft a response for every one of those things. And the biggest, the most important thing to remember is that you have got to control this narrative because in this first conversation, you are not making any decisions, none All you are doing is imparting information and their response, because they're going to be scared because they're going to freak out and they're terrified of all sorts of things, usually about custody or money or legal stuff, right? They're, they're terrified the house who's going to get the house. They're going to start asking questions like, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And when you're going to, I'm going to make sure that you can't blah, blah, blah. And your response to all of that is we have a lot of big decisions that we have to make today is not the day to make any of those decisions or even have those conversations today. I just want to make sure that you understand the decision that I've made. Right. And then they're going to be like, but you blah, 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 blah. And then you're going to respond with empathy. I know it's really hard for you. I know that you're really scared. I just want you to know that I made a decision and my decision is final. That's all not going back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then again, they're going to like, I always talk about this as like, you're in a, like a cardboard box, right. And the lid is closed and your job is to keep this container of this conversation. The, you have one objective in this conversation, which is to impart this information. And then you're in this box and then they're going to be like, but what about this? And you're going to pull it in kindly and close the lid. Right. Yeah. right. It's like a jack in the box. It's a jack in the box. It's a jack in the box. Exactly. Like, oh yes. my God, but what about the kids? And like, blah, 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 how dare you do this? I understand that you're scared. I know this is a lot. I also liken this for parents to it's like it's a nonviolent communication conversation. So if anyone, if you are a parent and you've ever done any nonviolent communication for a tantruming three-year-old, it's the same thing. I mean, I hate to say it because these are heightened emotions that are gonna be crazy. And so your job is to go, I know, I know that you don't want to leave the party right now because you're having a really good time. 
and the party's over, so we got to put on our shoes and go. And it sounds patronizing and condescending, but it's the same thing. I know this isn't what you wanted. I know you feel like you've done a lot of work, and I really appreciate the work that you've done. Unfortunately, I'm not in this anymore. I mean, it's really a, a neurobiological effect that people don't always understand. That's right. When you, because of the fear, because of the shock, because of all that, the brain literally starts, the amygdala literally starts to emit all those stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline. The person who's hearing this is going into fight or flight mode. That's right. And they, they very truly cannot think clearly. That's right. And that's why they are like a three-year-old. It's not their fault. That's right. They are legitimately, their brain is activated like a three-year-old. It's exactly the same thing. And so one of the, you know, one of the things that you can do to actually counteract that is to actually put your hand on their leg or on their arm, right? Because they're not going to be in a state to be able to ground themselves, but you're right. When you're, when your amygdala is activated, the best way to counteract it is to do some grounding exercises. And so if they become so activated, you can ground them. Like you can take their hand, say, look at me, look at me. I am not taking our, your children away from you. That is never going to happen if that's the truth, right? If, if you can right. say that honestly, right? It is perfectly appropriate for you to allay any fears that they have um, if you can do so truthfully. Now, if, if they're an alcoholic or if they're dangerous or in any way, shape or form, like, no, you're not going to make promises like that. You're not going to make any promises that you can't keep. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> but you are going to allay their 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 irrational fears, you know, and and you're going to say to them over and over and over. I call it rinse and repeat. You're just going to say the same thing over and over and over again. Say, we have a lot of big decisions to make. Today is not the day to make them. You know, and I think people for whom if yours, if your spouse is someone for whom money, you know, is, is, is a thing, my phrase that I always use and Susan too, is you're making the biggest legal and financial decisions. And you can say this to them. We are going to be making the biggest legal and financial decisions of our entire lives together. It is not the best idea for us to make them in the middle of emotional upheaval. So let's just take some time to process and then we can have these conversations. We have plenty of time, there's no rush. Hello listeners. I wanted to let you know that I have a new feature on the website called Ask Susan Anything. It's gonna be a blog where you can send me your questions and I'll give you some tips and insights if I select your submission. Some questions, of course, less your personal details, will also be featured on podcast episodes. So remember, I can't give you legal advice, but I can share my expertise gained from my 30 plus years as a leader in the divorce field. So send me your questions. You can ask me anything. Go to the website, divorceandbeyondpod.com to send in your question or just email it to me at divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com. Stay tuned for more from my chat with Kate Anthony, one of our faves, as we help you prep for the most important, truly one of the most important conversations of your life. And the other phrase that I, that I have people repeat, we have a lot of huge decisions 
ahead of us. I trust that you and I are gonna come together and make the best decisions possible for the sake of our children that we possibly can. And just keep saying that. If you're enjoying this episode, check out my interview with stylist and author, Alyssa Deneen, who helps you reinvent your new year and your new life after divorce. Purging all this old stuff that I just so, I just did not identify anymore with, or it just made me feel not me and it made me feel uncomfortable or like confused, I guess. So like things putting them on and just being like, I don't even understand what I was thinking and just bringing in the new. And I really did rediscover my own style. That was my, my big moment for reinvention basically. And now we return to today's show. The other thing is, and you, you kind of touched on this, but I really want to hone in on it because very rarely do people get to the point of this conversation without the word divorce having been tossed around before. And so there, that also needs to be something you take into consideration. I know this is something that you talk about and it's just, it's so true because you've said it before. And, you know, the, what is it? The little boy who cried wolf. Right. Now all of a sudden you mean it. How are they supposed to know? Right. Exactly. And I think you can say that, say like, listen, we've talked about this. We've danced around this beat. Be really transparent about it. We've, I know that we've said this before. I, you know, I have been, I've been thinking about this for a really long time. And I just need you to know that like this time I'm actually, this is, I mean this, I mean this. You know, and remember too that the other person, as many times as you may have thrown it around and or talked about it, even together in therapy or whatever, when you have made the decision, this will be brand new information for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason, right? Like for whatever reason, this will even if even if you're like, of course it's not brand new information, it's brand new information, and you need to give them the time and the space to catch up to where you are. They will always be lagging behind you because if you're the one making the decision and they don't want it, like they won't be there, but give them time to at least process it before doing anything else, right? Because what we love to do is like those of us who've been thinking about it for a really long time and then we finally get it out, they were like, okay, great, let's go. Let's go, Yes, get it out, let's go. We're off to the races, yep. let's boo. And that is one of the biggest mistakes you can possibly make. And and Mm -hmm. Susan can attest to this as an attorney, because like you go into an attorney's office, like, okay, let's go. And the other person isn't emotionally caught up. They're going to fight back. Instinct. It's instinct, right? Uh They feel threatened. They're still in that early stage. And if you get them when they're in that fight or flight, they're going to fight, not because they they want to even it's just a natural reaction you are better off honestly as a part of this conversation saying something to the effect i always think that this is our first conversation about this as we move into a process like let's talk about that for a second yeah it's a divorce process folks you don't get divorced the day you tell your spouse you're getting a divorce so you know tell your spouse look this is day one Mm-hmm. It's not a race. That's right. We're going to we're going to work through this together. We're going to make decisions about the best way for us and for our family to move through it. And you know, I I think that's another thing and I I I love that you said it, Kate. Because someone has been thinking about it for a long time. I mean, I hear people and I'm sure you do all the time 
Um, I've been thinking about getting a divorce for seven years. I've been thinking about getting a divorce for four years. Actually, Aaron Levine was on and said, statistics show that by the time somebody decides to get a divorce, most people have been thinking about it for at least four years or have been actively like researching it. So often when you tell your spouse, you do have some idea of how you want this to unfold. You may have talked to a mediator or a lawyer. That does not mean that you need to share all of that input right then. That's right. If you say, listen, you know, Susan and I both advocate for having consultations with at least three different attorneys so that you actually get the lay of the land and you know what the laws are in your state. But if you say to your spouse in that first conversation, well, I've spoken to an attorney and what they think is, oh my God, you're boom. Yes. (laughs) Boom. You have just dropped a bomb. Do not tell them that. Don't let them know that. It's only because it's not kind. It's terrifying. They're going to be terrified to hear that. Terrified. So absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. And the other phrase that I, that I have people repeat over, like over and over. And listen, when I say rinse and repeat, I don't mean like with like caveats or like more information. No, I mean like just repeat it. <laughs> yeah, like no asterisks here. Right. Just or, repeat it. You know. Just say it again. Um, yes. Which is we have a lot of huge decisions ahead of us. I tr- I trust that you and I are going to come together and make the best decisions possible for the sake of our children that we possibly can. And just keep saying that like there's, I know, I know you're scared about the house. I can't answer that question right now. We have a lot of big decisions to make. And I trust that once we get through the emotional upheaval of this, you and I are going to be able to come together and work together in the best interest of our children. And just keep saying that because you're wanting to put the idea that you're going to, one of the, one of the smartest things that my mediator um, said to us when we first went in and I've stolen this and I use it all the time is he said, borrowed. Um, yeah, borrowed. Um, he said, you have a choice. You're either going to put your son at the center of this decision or your, of this process, or you're going to put him in the middle. Yeah. And it is a choice. And we were like, well, duh, we're going to put him at the center of it. And then when things got hard, he would sort of bring that up and he would say, okay, so you guys said that you wanted to keep do everything. Everything is through the lens of what is best for um, your son. And, you know, uh, Ben, Ben talks about this all the time is that, you know, it may, may have been better for him, but you know, if it's not, if it doesn't add up for, for Asher, he wasn't going to do it. But here's the thing, a person who's in the middle of that first trauma response of hearing this news isn't going to be able to make that rational choice. So you want to introduce the concept over and over again, right? I, I know that this is scary. I know that this is terrifying. We have a lot of decisions to make. I, I trust that once we've set, once the dust has settled on this conversation, that you and I are going to be able to come together as the best parents possible to make all of the decisions, putting our son, our children at the center of every decision we make. You're also laying the groundwork for that positive approach to the divorce, right? You're putting these seeds into Mm -hmm. place Mm -hmm. as opposed to my lawyer is going to call your lawyer or here's the paperwork or, you know, that 
you're saying, you know, everything about this conversation that you're laying out is setting the groundwork for having a divorce process that will benefit the two of you and will be able to have your child or children at the center. And that's why I said at the beginning, it truly is one of the most important conversations you might ever have because when you have it poorly, when it goes poorly, it's very hard to dial this back. Yes. It is really hard to dial it back. And, and I, I can hear all of you guys saying, but what if he doesn't, you know, what if he, what if he doesn't hear it? Well, what if I can't get through to him? What if he's, you know, abusive? What if he's this, what if, and, and here's the deal. I work with mostly women who have had this conversation and it didn't go well. You still can keep your side of the street really, really clean. You, he's going to have his reaction. They're going to have their reaction, no matter you know who they are, what they do. They're going to have their reaction. You cannot control how they respond. You can only control how you approach this and when you put your head down on your pillow at the end of this day, you want to feel like you did it as well as you could possibly have done it and know that you can't control his reaction. You, you have done everything in your power to create the um, environment for a positive response or a, you know, a non-combative like freak out right. response. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they still have a huge reaction and, you know, call an attorney and try to make things difficult, blah, 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 you know, you have done your part and that's right. what, that's what you need to, you need, that's what the, what you need to feel. You need to feel like I did my part. And you will also, by the way, feel like, oh, I really screwed that part up. Oh God, I shouldn't have said that. And that's okay. Nobody gets this perfectly at all. Right. I wish. Right. Kate and I both, neither one of us got even close to perfectly. No, my God. So. No. Um, you know, and I want to share another client story because I think this is, I love this. This is like one of my favorites was I was working with a client whose her husband had been married before they didn't have, he didn't have kids with his first wife and he literally packed his bags in the middle of the night and left. That's how he ended that marriage. And so when she ended their marriage, that was his experience of divorce and right. he was or he was suiting up in his armor and he was ready for a fight and she had to keep she had to say to him over and over and over again that's not how we're doing this okay but that's not how we're doing this and then he would like come at come at her with the sword and she'd be like yeah so that's not how we're doing this and it took her weeks and weeks of him like yeah but you're going to blah 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 and she's like yeah no I'm I'm not I'm not or he'd be yeah. like I'm going to and she's like that's not who you are. Like we're not. Don't be that person. Don't be that it's person. Not you. Right? And it took like a month and a half or something or at least a month before he was like kind of like deflated and defeated and was like okay, so wait, how how is this going to work? <laughs> you well, know. You know that's brilliant no, because what you him. just are pointing out is it's not maybe one conversation. It is not. Maybe it's and likely it's going to be multiple conversations. It's going to be multiple conversations. And what I love is that this woman was just like, no, honey, no, no, no. That's not how the, that's what, no. You know, and she kept coming to me. She'd be like, but he's, and I'm like, all right, just tell him again. That's not how it's going to work. 
rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And, you know, they ended up being able to have an amicable divorce because he finally surrendered to the fact that this is not how they're going to do this because they had a, you know, a a, a daughter and like, no, this is not how we're going to do this. And it was so great. She just refused to engage with his, with all of his, his drama and his fear Um, You know, and the other thing that I, that you need to know, this is a multiple, this is multiple stage conversation. This was, as you said, Susan, day one. And predictably, the other person will go through all of the stages of grief. So they will start bargaining with you. They will be angry. They're going to come at you with all sorts of rage. They're going to, you know, get into grief and sadness and woe is me and the self-pity. Like they're going to go through all of it. And just your job is to have the same response to all of it. Right. Yeah. I get that you're angry. I know that you're angry. I understand that this isn't what you wanted. And I'm so sorry that you're so angry. And my decision is final. And realize, and you said this in at the beginning of the episode, but I, I really want to emphasize for the people who are listening, who are planning this conversation, who are listening with this in mind, realize you do have two advantages that your spouse does not have in this moment in time. One, you get to think this through. You've been planning it. You get to think about, as Kate said, write it out. Come up with responses to all the different responses that you know because you know them and because you have that opportunity. And the other advantage, and I just, you know, this is something to keep in mind for that compassion part, is there is no getting away from whatever the reasoning may be behind it and the story behind why this marriage hasn't worked, there is rejection involved in saying, our marriage is over, we are getting a divorce. And so Mm -hmm. someone is feeling that very deeply in that moment and you are the one with this conversation who's doing the rejecting. And that's not an advantage. It's just, you know, you are in different places in this this conversation. It's an emotional advantage, right? Like it is, it is. You know, the other thing is if there has been any history of control in the marriage, you know that when someone feels like they're losing control, they start to work really hard at trying to wrestle control back. So that's where the rage is going to come in, the bargaining, the like, you know, all of that stuff. Be prepared for it. Know that this is going to happen. This, this is perfectly normal. (laughs) It's very predictable, actually, when you go through and think through those stages of divorce, you do not get to the final stage of acceptance before you go through, you know, denial and anger and bargaining and all of the other goodies that you are going to. And you might get all of them in that one conversation. And actually, that makes me, you know, the one thing I don't think you and I have ever talked about about this conversation in our many conversations, Kate, is how do you end it that night or that day, that moment? What do you do? That's a great, that's a great question. And I think the way that you end it is to say, listen, I think we've said all that we need to say. Again, we have a lot of big decisions to make. Take some time, take some time. And I hope that you can, you know, call a friend, talk, you know, find someone to, to help you process this. And I'm open to, to having more, you know, more conversations. This is not, go- this is not the last conversation we're going to have. So be honest about it. This is not the last conversation we're going to have about this. So, but why don't you just take some time to process and let's talk on Friday, like give them a couple of days, 
they may want to come to you and then the next morning and be like, you know, blah, 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 you know, and then you just repeat, rinse and repeat, right? Like take some time. It's okay. This I'm not, I'm not rushing through this. They may the next day call a, call a lawyer. And yeah. then you want to say to them, I'm happy that, that you've, you know, consulted an attorney, but I also want you to think about the fact that attorneys can, if, if you hire an attorney and you start the litigation process, you're, you're creating something that we don't need to create, but do what you need to do. But just know that, like, I'm not here to litigate with you. I'm not trying to do this. You know, we can mediate. There's all sorts of options, but let's not decide today. You know, so I think the end have to, we don't have to decide. We don't have to decide this today. We shouldn't decide this today. So I think that's it. This conversation is ongoing. Please take some time to process. Let's not, let's not make any moves. Let's just sit with this for a minute. We have more conversations to have in the future. And it actually, that's an amazing segue Mm -hmm. over to the fact that what you and I will be talking about on the Divorce Survival Guide episode that's coming out on Thursday will be some of these options and things that you should be doing if you are moving into the divorce process, understanding, you know, what what is ahead for both of you so that honestly, you know, we both talk about this, you know, knowledge is power. You can share that power by sharing the knowledge between the two of you and making this a part of your joint conversation. Yes. I mean, in an ideal world, absolutely. Absolutely. And if that's what you want, you can actually set the tone for this. One person can set the tone, like my client who was like, yeah, we're not doing it that way. We're not doing it that way. <laughs> like you can set the tone for it. The other person's going to be like, what do you mean? And then finally they're going to be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. I like that one. We're not doing it that way. Not I'm not playing that game. We're not not doing, doing it. No, 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 honey. That's not how this is going to go. <laughs> right? It's great. <laughs> And it doesn't have to. I mean, you and I both know that. And unfortunately, we still live in a world where people think divorce equals war, like immediately divorce, immediately lawyer up, immediately life is going to be horrible. And this is going to be the worst experience of your lives. And you're going to fight over every single solitary thing. And the other person is out to gouge you. And in fact, you know, go read our happy divorce, go, you know, listen to, to our episodes. Right. It doesn't, it have, doesn't to be that way. have to be that way. And listen, we know how war of the roses ended. Yes. Right. Like now, like, I think it's a great metaphor. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, literal, you know, they, they killed each other. <laughs> yeah. Folks. <laughs> You know, and flip of that, um, what was it? uh, Marriage Marriage story. story. Yeah, that one ended with them like on Halloween doing this nice, friendly thing. That doesn't happen if you go through that litigation case. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That was not a truthful story either. But that is the ending that I would love for everyone to see as a possibility. Mm -hmm. Their path to it in that movie, not very realistic. To end up there. Right. Because, it yes, exactly. The, 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 the actual path is very realistic. Where they ended up is not where that path can take will take you, more exactly. than likely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to talk all about that on Thursday. Be sure to tune in. 
Um, and Kate, you know, this is a topic. One, I know you have some a podcast episode on Divorce Survival Guide about this topic as well, and some other materials on the website about I have a blog post the about conversation. It too. A blog mm-hmm. post. Mm-hmm. So more information. But if people wanted to reach out to you, I know the the where's the best way and what's the best way to do that. So my website is kateanthony.com, and almost everything is on there, um, including the Divorce Survival Program, which Susan is a huge part of. And by the way, there's a module on exactly this topic. My Instagram is uh, at the divorce survival guide. I'm also on TikTok and always the talk. I know. I mean, (laughs) every once in a while, you know, as uh, Susan said, come on over to the divorce survival guide podcast and hear Susan on there bunches of times talking about all the smart things that she does. There's no one I like podcasting with more than Kate. She is my go-to person and for all things uh, communication. And you all know how much I love divorce coaches, but Kate is my favorite divorce coach. So I love you. you. Everybody needs a Kate in their lives. And um, oh, with the program, I did want to mention is the um, special for my listeners still in place. Yes, that's right. It is. That's you right. Guys, guys, $50 off. 50 bucks off and use the code Susan. Hopefully that's easy for y'all to remember. <laughs> so again, that will all be in the show notes. Everything about this one, it's a wonderful sign that you're listening to this episode. Listen to it a couple of times. Take deep breaths. It's hard for you as well. We've made it somewhat sound easy and logical. No, there's another human being involved in this conversation. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be logical, but you have the advantages and you are, you, you do want to put your head on the pillow. I love that Kate said that at the end of the night or at the end of this conversation, knowing that you did the best you could to make this, that the conversation that would take you forward in a better way into your beyond in a better way. So Kate, thank you so much. And I'll see you on Thursday. Thank you so much for having me. I adore you. Right back at you. And happy new year, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.